This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hi there, my name's John Leary and you are listening to The Saturday Quiz. Every week I am joined by a different pair of guests who try to come up with the correct answers to the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper. Joining me this week is an actor and a writer. The actor is currently appearing in the revisionist western set in the Victorian goldfields New Gold Mountain, which you can watch right now on SBS On Demand. And the writer is, among countless other things, one of the writers of that very same TV series. Welcome to the show, Mabel Lee and Benjamin Law. Hello. Thanks so much for having us, Johnny. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Johnny. Now, Ben, you were just asking Mabel a second ago whether she does quizzes on on the weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Mabel, what was your answer? Uh, Absolutely not. So, yeah. Okay. But Ben, I'm assuming that you are a bit more quiz savvy. Yeah, but when I do like a proper weekend newspaper quiz, the Saturday paper or any of its other fine competitors, uh, which we won't mention here, but I do come out of it feeling... Wait, really wait a minute, you write basic. for one of the competitors. So. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. But I come out of it feeling so basic, Johnny. And the thing is... Um, during lockdown, so I'm usually on Gadigal land in Sydney, and during lockdown, I actually had to s- kind of like pause those other general knowledge news quizzes because I was feeling so basic and start doing um, Jess Maguire, Melbourne icon, her mm-hmm. pop culture quizzes because I co-host Stop mm-hmm. Everything on Radio National, so I'm a bit of a pop culture fiend, and I'm like, okay, I'm not so basic. I do know I do know something. So, yeah, test me on my geography. I'll, I'll struggle. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm sorry to say that the question number one is actually a geography question. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, no. You'll be okay, though. You just I, changed I it can just because it I just said that, didn't I? Didn't <laughs> I don't have that power, I'm afraid. What about, Mabel, if you were to do quizzes, mm-hmm. do you think you might have an area of expertise? Yes, I have a couple areas of expertise, I would say. Oh, yeah. Number one. I know the scientific name for a killer whale. So if that specific question were to be asked, I could answer that very confidently. Um, The dish is at Yamcha, as I said before. You're speaking Um, my language. Literally, you are. (laughs) (laughs) And also, probably the K-pop bands that I listened to in year seven, I could could name their names and probably their hit songs um, only of that time. So right. very specific categories. Would you be able to sing yeah. the albums chronologically in fluent Korean? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be in fluent Korean and I could offend some people. So probably not. <laughs> so maybe don't do that. But I'd be don't passionate. That. That's yeah. the main thing. Yeah. That's an actor's yeah. response. It's all in the performance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, let's find out how you do with the actual questions right after this. Hold up. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Mabel Lee and Benjamin Law. Here we go with question number one. It is geography, but I think you'll be all right. By area, which country is larger? France or Spain? Oh, okay. Mabel, do you have any hunches? Because I I just want to put it out there that I've only been to Europe once in my life and I've spent three days in each of those countries. So, um, apology to (laughs) French and Spanish listeners. I didn't walk walk across the whole perimeter of each of those countries, (laughs) Johnny. I've never been to Europe, nor have I really ever been close. So, I'm just going to confidently say an answer. Yes. Is it going to be like who colonised the most territories? What's it going to be based on? Is it like how far their cuisine has extended, Mabel? I like what you're doing. But um, let me let me tell you that it it is purely the, the size of their um, European presence, not their you know <laughs> not any colonies. Or and and it like shouldn't that. and that shouldn't be a metric anyway, because like when you think about mm. the Dutch and Netherlands, for instance, it's not like they have that much landmass. And look at their influence all around the world, right? Um, uh, Mabel, I'm going to hand it to you, so I so I don't <laughs> sound like I feel. So I'm just going to use the same passionate um, confidence, up, mm. I'm going to just say Spain. I was going to say Spain as well, but okay. are, we both, are we both wrong, Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> are we both basic? Well, well look, you are both wrong. <laughs> okay. Every, every uh, listener yeah. is going, of course they're wrong. They're honking their horns while listening to the podcast in traffic. Going, what the hell, Ben and Mabel? But look, it, it is very close. Oh, okay. It is very okay. close. France is the third largest country in Europe after, do you know what? Would be one and two in Europe. Uh, in Europe, like I just want to say Germany because of their economy. But again, why would you base it on these <laughs> yeah. other metrics? Are just talking about landmass. Just landmass. Let me tell you, it, it after Russia and Ukraine, they're one and oh, two. Of course, okay, so of course. is Russia so, considered a part of Europe though? They're not trading is, in euros. It, no, no, it, no. I didn't say uh, the European Union. I, oh, I just said the this. the continent mm. of mm. Europe. Okay, which Olympic. Uh, a ring are they represented by? Let's discuss. <laughs> so, so, yeah, France is the third largest country in Europe after Russia okay. and Ukraine, and it's the largest country in the European Union, mm. whereas wow. Spain claims that it's the largest country in Southern Europe, oh. the second largest country in Western Europe and the European Union, and the fourth largest country by area on the European continent. There's just a part of me that wonders, like, should it just be about size, Johnny? This feels like a very patriarchal kind of contest. (laughs) Size matters. Size matters here. (laughs) It's So Spain is 505,990 square kilometres. 
while France, continental France, is 543,940 square kilometres. But if you include France's five overseas regions, mm. that kicks it up to 640. Oh, okay. I have a hard time even knowing what those numbers mean. Like, if you tell yeah. me, Johnny, like, that's X number amount of uh, Ikea tempes, you know, yeah. like, then <laughs> maybe I'd understand. But I don't even know what you're saying. My spatial awareness is exactly. very poor. All right. Well, that's, that was a big swing and a miss on, <gasps> bom, bom. on question number one, I'm afraid. Question number two, though. Which organ of the human body oh, produces insulin? Oh, I want to the, say the gallbladder. Don't, though. Oh. The adrenal <laughs> gland? The adrenal the, gland? No, it's not the adrenal gland. Is it, oh, is it the pancreas? It is the oh. pancreas. Oh, I love how you gave us three goes, Johnny. I'm not sure that's I'm not You sure get as many goes allowed. as you know. Oh, okay, third time lucky. Yeah, well oh. done. You're like a very encouraging teacher, Johnny. It's just like, you got there eventually. You got yeah. there. That's what, that's what I'm here for. Now, did you know, you? well, I th- as a service, I will let you know that more than 60% of the people with diabetes in the world live in or are from Asian countries. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That seems Apparently. racist. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, okay. it, it might I feel be. Attacked. My apologies. I feel attacked. How dare you confront <laughs> yeah. us with a biological reality? That's child. very discriminatory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's apparently it's the prevalence of white rice. Oh, uh, being largely to blame. Oh, so in the, is in the rice being of... racist towards us? Yeah. What's going? What's going on? This is like our lactose intolerance issues all over again because a lot of East Asians have lactose intolerance. It's, oh, it's a very right. adjacent to alcohol red face as well. Yeah, oh, not feeling yeah. great. Not feeling great. Sorry, well, oh. that's devastating. White rice is life. Like, yeah, killing, exactly, and, and that's us, why it's yeah. yeah. It's us. also death. Yeah, it's also death. <laughs> All right, question number three. What is the title of the Australian television series sequel to Packed to the Rafters? Oh, oh I know this. To the rafters. No, I've seen the you know bill- this? I've seen the billboards. It's like it's like basically the name, but it's like more or even yeah. more packed to the rafters. Extra. Or extra packed. Packed too too packed oh. too furious. Is it back <laughs> is it back to the rafters? Mabel, it is. Yes, back Mabel. To yes. The rafters. What I like yes. about that answer, Mabel, is you showed your working. <laughs> I'm working by looking at other people work, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you showed more of the working actually then, Benjamin. Oh, oh, okay. You Fine. were doing the two packed to two rafters? Two, two packed two furious. <laughs> well done. Back to the rafters. Did mm. either of you watch Pack to the Rafters when it when it was first on? It was very popular when it was first on. It was super popular. Yeah. Um no, I, I remember watching Packed to the Rafters adjacent shows, like Always Greener. I didn't like oh, that, yeah. but Packed to the Rafters. But not packed. No. What about you, Mabel? Mm. Not so much? No, I never watched it. Um, I was more, I think probably during that time I was doing the Blue Water High, maybe. Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. Which is an iconic show as well. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. question number four. Alexei Leonov was the first person... To do what? 
Okay, so Russian bloke. Yeah. Russian, um, very much. I, I mean, as soon as I hear that name, I think chess. I think um, political intrigue invo- involving poison. Um, I think of a lot of other racist cliches involving <laughs> Russians. <laughs> well, look, it, I mean, it is probably a racist cliche, but not really racist. But, Wait, what was know. his full name again? Alexei... Alexei Leonov. So L-E-O-N-O-V. And he was the first to do something. He was the first person to do something, yes. Mm. So what was that thing? Is it in a science... Realm? It is, yeah, it's in the science okay. realm. Okay. Mm. Is it in a nuclear? Not realm? really, okay. no. He was not the first person to cause Chernobyl, Mabel, if that's what you were asking. <laughs> no, <laughs> Honestly, he I just thought to the HBO not, series. Not Chernobyl <laughs> related. Earlier, much earlier. Okay, than okay, Chernobyl. earlier. Okay. Yeah. Almost 20 years before Chernobyl, this happened. Oh, like, did he discover something? He didn't discover something. But it was Science-y. it was in the pursuit of discovery. Oh, was he the first to? Oh, this is pre-Chernobyl. You said I was it about to say, was he yeah. the first person to clone something? But that came in, I think, in the nineteen yeah. nineties. Um, they were Scottish, the, the ones that did that. That was Dolly, Dolly the sheep. sheep. Dolly yeah. the sheep. Um, is he a, do- a doctor? He was not a doctor. Okay. He was a cosmonaut. Oh. So was he okay. the first person to go into? Well, the first person who landed on the moon was American. Um, Correct. But the cosmonauts were in a race yes. to get into outer space. Like the, That's to correct. To yeah. bre- You're getting to, there, Ben. He was to the breach the, uh, the atmosphere... Not, not the no, first person okay. to do that. No, because they would have done in that the, on their the right way to the moon. Realm. He was the first person what do you to... Do, what do you do in space if you're an uh, astronaut or a cosmonaut? Oh, they spacewalk? Yes. Yes. He, he was, was the first wow. person to perform a walk in space or a spacewalk. Wait, wow. wait a minute. That just feels like... I don't know. So, I'm not... <laughs> you're que- not I'm impressed. Not, I'm, I'm not questioning the fact... But, like, okay, so Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, they walked on the moon. Yeah. as they Mm. descended the ladder, wouldn't part of that involved a bit of walking Sure, but they weren't the first to do that. Oh, I see. This guy did it before they hit the moon. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, like years before. I, so, I love how I'm just like, wow, what a twist, but this has happened in history and it can be looked up <laughs> on Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes, he he went on the 18th of March, 1965, he went outside the spacecraft for 12 minutes and nine seconds and he was the first person to do that and apparently at the end of the spacewalk, Leonov's spacesuit had inflated in the vacuum of space to the point where he could no longer re-enter the airlock. So oh, my he was, God. Yeah, how terrifying is that? So he opened a little valve to allow a little bit of the suit's pressure to bleed off, and he was able to get back in, inside the capsule. Oh, my gosh, why wow. haven't we seen that committed to cinema yet? I, I mean, know. it's probably been committed to Russian cinema, it and we're just have, ignorant look, of it. It may have been. He is very famous in, in Russia. He was actually selected to be the first Russian to set foot on the moon, mm. but that mission was cancelled after the Americans got there first. And he was, he was also luckily pulled from another mission at the last minute 
which ended in disaster and the deaths of the three cosmonauts on board, earning them the dubious honour of being the only people to have died in space. Oh, my God. Such drama. Such drama. Flash forward to now, and it's just like William Shatner's just going to empty your savings (laughs) to go on a leisurely trip. (laughs) I know. Uh, Yeah, for how long, I wonder? Minutes. Wow. Hmm. But, yes, very well done. Alexei Leonov was the first person to go on a spacewalk. Oh, we got there eventually. (laughs) You did. All right. Question number five. In the phrase raison Mm d'etre, what is the name for the accent above the first E? And there's a bonus point for the meaning of the phrase. Um, Uh, How's your French? Terrible. You're talking, I mean, like, where are the Cantonese questions? Come on. This is silly. My apologies. I'm I'm thinking that the meaning is like reason for being, right? Yes, exactly right. So so that's the meaning. But in terms Mm -hmm. of the accent, whenever I use the Macintosh laptop shortcut, I'm like, it's just an accent. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, but, but do you I, know which one it is? But it's is, not it, the, is it the ascending one or do, is it the kind of one that looks like a little bit of an inverted V cap? Yeah, it, it's the one that's like a little tri- uh, open-ended triangle. Oh, yeah. I call that deal. one the, the handmaid's tail bonnet, but that's not what it's called, <laughs> is it? No, that's not the official name. You're if right. I said it in a French accent, would it be correct? No, I don't know. If you said it in French, maybe. Oh, the honk. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Mabel, do you know? Are you? Do you yeah. speak multiple languages? I, know, I, I mean, I know you speak several languages. I do. But is French one well, of them? I actually did French for a oh. year before I went to drama school. And I don't know this, oh. which sort of shows that I don't think anyone needs to know this. And we can skip the question. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'd say it's a, it's a little hat. <laughs> a little hat. Technical. <laughs> what about if I tell you that the translation of the word we get the name of this thing from latin Mm -hmm. and it means bent around Mm, bent around i'll tell you that it starts with c what is the part of a circle that is like the the outer you know the outer perimeter no starting with c the circumference sorry yeah right okay yeah so you've got the the first bit, which is succumb that, or circum... Circumcise. Wait, are we still... Please tell us. It is circumflex. Mm. Mabel, Mabel does have the face that, of... That's no, interesting. No recognition. That's interesting, but I've never heard of that No before. recognition no. whatsoever. And she's an actor. If she wanted to act recognition, she could. She she's not even going there. Yeah, I, I cannot commit to that at this moment. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, circumflex. That's what that little accent above the E. We learnt something great today. And also, pretty cool word. It sounds like a drag queen mm. name, circumflex. It could be, yeah. right? And it means bent around. So, you know. Bent name for a bent queen. <laughs> yeah. Get All right. Bent. On that note, we're <laughs> going to take another little break. We'll be right back. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Saturday Quiz. I'm with Mabel Lee and Benjamin Law, and they are up to question number six. Name the new Deputy Premier of New South Wales. Oh, Mabel, do you know this one? I do. <laughs> Sorry, that's very, that's very like, I do. I do. I do. No, I do. I, oh, wait a minute. No, do I? I know this. Okay. So the, tr- the Treasurer is Matt Keane, right? The Premier I, I'll is... I'll take your word for it. I don't the, have that the, the, pre- the premier me. The Premier is now Dominic Perrottet, or if you want to use the Timothée Chalamet pronunciation, Dominé Perrottet. Um, <laughs> and it's... Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I don't know who it is. I see is his face. Barnab- is it... No, no, no. no, no that's no, no, federal. No, no. That's federal. That's... Oh, oh my God. So there's Domine Perrette. <laughs> and then he needed someone. So Dominic is of the right faction. Yeah. And so I'm assuming that he needed someone from the New South Wales Liberal. Oh, no, wait a minute. He, it would be the Nationals. It would be the new head of the Nationals. It is indeed in the new, new South head Wales. of the Nationals. Yes, after who, John Barillaro. Who I don't... Jumped and ship. it's so funny you're asking this question, Johnny, because when the news bulletin came on saying... This is the new Nationals leader. And I chuckled to myself. And I'm like, I've never seen him before in my life. And I never thought about it ever again. And yeah. now we're here. Now and now, here. if you had thought about yeah. it again, you would know the answer to this question. That's why I had that blank in my brain. Because I'm like, wait, on the Liberal side, there's Dominic Perrottet, then there's Matt Keane. And I'm like, someone's, someone's missing. Someone's missing, yeah. So, PT are his initials. Mm. Is P. it Peter? No, it's no, the other, a, the other P. Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul. It Paul. is Paul. Paul and okay. uh, T. So Tenenbaum. Um, <laughs> no, not so fruity. <laughs> Nothing so fruity. Um, Toys. P- Paul Parnaby. Toys. Trenary. <laughs> He's the leader of the New South Wales Nationals. Um, Johnny, you are literally going to tell us his name, and again, I'll be like. Yeah. It won't be a look of recognition. It won't be a look of, oh, drat, I knew that one. I'm telling you now, I he's saw been, the news the other day and I was like, I have no idea who that man is. His name is Paul Tool. Oh. Paul Tool is the new yeah. Deputy Premier of New South Wales. I want to say after you said that, oh, I won't forget it now. But I reckon I'll forget it. <laughs> yeah. If I ask you in a week, probably you'll look oh, I'll be like, oh, yeah. it's Peter. Means the treasure. It's Peter. It's Peter. Yeah, it's Peter. <laughs> Peter something. Tenenbaum. Mm. <laughs> All right. Question number seven. Which singer-songwriter links the albums Clouds, Blue, oh. and Hegira? Oh, Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell is 100% correct. Hmm. No pause I was just like, is that, going to be, is that going to be a trick question? Because I'm like, it's Joni Mitchell. It's Joni Mitchell. Oh, mm. it's Joni Mitchell. Yeah, it's definitely Joni Mitchell. And also, this year is the 50th uh, birthday of Blue, which is one of my favourite records. Oh. Is it really? Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, it is, That Blue. is a great album. Hmm. I've never listened to it. Oh, Mabel, you're in yeah. for a treat. Whenever yeah. people say that, I actually get excited for them. I'm like, oh. You get to listen to Joni Mitchell's Blue for, for the, the first, first time. time. It's yeah. going to be a special night. My future's Blast bright. it loud. Yeah. <laughs> it really should. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a really good one. All right, question number eight. Very well done, Benjamin. You got that without yeah. any hesitation. Oh, I like Joni. I like Joni Mitchell. Question number eight. During the American Civil War, mm. the Union and Confederates respectively wore uniforms of what 
predominant colours? Black and purple? (laughs) Black and purple? (laughs) It wasn't black and purple. I feel like you're describing the the non-binary flag. It's just like uh, there's a bit of purple in there. Yeah, that's a revolutionary colour. I don't know. Like my immediate instinct is to say red and blue, but I'm not sure that's right either. I just associate those colours with American binaries. Sorry, I didn't even. I don't think I even registered your question properly. Can you just say that again? Yeah, sure. I think I was thinking about something else. Okay, yeah. Yes, during the American Civil War, the Union and the Confederates yeah. respectively wore uniforms of what predominant colours? Wait Not black so, and purple. So they both wore. Are you saying one one side wore one colour and the other side wore another? That is exactly what I'm saying. Because I want to say that one side is red. Yeah, red. No. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, okay. you couldn't be wronger. Oh, so if I couldn't be wronger, what's the opposite of red? On The the opposite of red is green. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> you, you could be a little wronger. Okay. I'm just going to go through the whole colour wheel. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Magenta. That's what <laughs> yeah, fu- fuchsia. No, black, black? teal. No, you said no black, it wasn't, wasn't black. It? Oh god! Uh, because well, I don't know why. And actually, I couldn't work out why they chose these colours, except to say mm-hmm. that one of the colours, which was adopted by the the Union, so the the North, mm-hmm. was the already accepted colour of the military okay. in the early US. So blue. Blue is correct. Okay. Well done. Okay, so we've got one And so the Mm -hmm. Confederates chose a different colour because they they needed to differentiate themselves, but they didn't go a million miles away. Okay, if they didn't go a million miles away from blue, I mean, first of all, very confusing in a war. Maybe Mm. It was very confusing because they would also... Cloth became scarce in the South, and so the principal source of Confederate uniforms became captured Union uniforms, which were dark blue, they would boil them in a solution with walnut hulls, acorns, and lye, and that would be... Would that... So a light blue? So a light blue? Like a baby blue? No, it would come out as a sort of light tan, which the southerners called butternut. Oh, well... But that wasn't their official colour. When they first started the war, they had another colour. Oh, so wait, there's a whole other colour that we haven't touched upon yet? I'm like, haven't we named every colour? Orange. Orange. Is it (laughs) red? (laughs) Is it purple? Is it green? Is it lime? It's more a shade. Lilac. Um, Camel. Lavender. Um, Chartreuse. No, let me tell you, it was grey. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh yeah, we okay. forgot about that one. It was just yeah. grey. Yeah. yeah. Again, you're having a face of non-recognition of just acceptance. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they were often at a loss to determine which side of the war a soldier was on based on his uniform. Well, that's a very American yeah. story. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right, question number nine. The symbol Ouroboros. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depicts which creature biting its own tail? A snake. Yeah, a snake oh. or a serpent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like Indeed. the Auron from the Neverending Story is essentially oh. um, an Aurosporus. Um, it was depicted in the film as two snakes 
that were completely intertwined in a braid. But in the novel by Michael Endy, it's just a simple orosporus. Ben, you are not wow. basic. Let Thank me tell you. you that now. That is not basic information. But you see how all of my answers with, delivered with confidence are just like, it's pop culture. It's Joni yeah. Mitchell and the never-ending story. Good on you. That got you there. I, mm. I mean, we get the word orosporus from the Greek words for tail and eating, mm. and the, the earliest depictions are found in ancient Egypt where it is interpreted as a symbol for eternal cyclic renewal mm. or a cycle Ooh. of life, death, and rebirth. All right, we're up to the final question. You ready? <gasps> yeah, let's yes. do it. Here we go. Question number 10. Manny Pacquiao has retired from boxing mm. to concentrate on his bid to win which country's presidential election? Oh, oh, is it the Philippines? It is the Philippines. Ah, ben. okay. Well done. Nice. You know, the only thing I did was I'm like, I don't know anything about boxing. I don't know who this person is. But Manny, Filipino name, yeah. and is the name ah. of, um, you know, the hot guy from The Good Place, the hot guy <laughs> from uh, Nine Perfect Strangers, uh, Manny, someone, I, I, I can just see his yeah. face and chest, but I don't know, Manny Jacinto. Yes, Manny, Manny Jacinto. Jacinto, very well done. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm just working from, again, pop culture. Again, pop culture, yeah. And, and applying it backwards. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Do you, you don't know, Mabel, anything about Manny Pacquiao? No, Not a boxing I don't. Fan? No, I don't. Well, let me tell you this. He was elected to the House of Reps in the 15th Congress of the Philippines Mm -hmm. in a landslide in 2010. He then moved to the Senate in 2016, and he has a professional boxing record of 62 wins, 7 losses, and 2 draws as a professional, with 39 wins by way of knockout, and some experts consider him to be the greatest Southpaw fighter of all time Mm. he's the only boxer to have won major world titles in eight different weight classes wow yeah okay we're gonna take one last break we'll be right back hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mabel Lee, Benjamin Law, thanks so much for doing the quiz. Oh, thank you, Johnny. Thanks so much, Johnny. <laughs> you did really well. We got there. Wait, what, what was uh, our score at the end? I like don't keep a score. I just, you know, you just get the The main takeaway, I think, from all of that isn't the score, but that Mabel gets to yeah. listen to Joni Mitchell's Blue for the first time I today. Know. And I think How that's really that? special. I'm so envious. Yeah. yeah. And also, we're trying to bust the model minority thing. Or oh, I yeah. yeah. Benjamin, you really carried the team, but, you know. Sort of came more, in. more Asian mediocrity. That's what we exactly, stand for. exactly. I was very mediocre at that, and I stand by it. <laughs> There's too much Asian excellence. Asian, yeah. Asian okayness is what yeah. I'm comfortable Thank you. with, mm, especially Good. in 2021. And and just one final question: uh, What is the name of the deputy premier of New South Wales? Uh, 
Peter Tenenbaum. Uh, Peter Tool. Paul, Tool. Paul, Paul Joyce Barnaby. <laughs> Barnaby Tool. Well, thank you. It's been great having you on. Thanks so much, Johnny. And everyone should watch New Gold Mountain. On SBS and SBS On Demand. Get to it. Excellent. Ooh. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Saturday Quiz. Thank you to my guests, Mabel Lee and Benjamin Law. Catch Mabel in New Gold Mountain right now on SBS On Demand. I can't let this episode go by without mentioning the review I received last week on Apple Podcasts. The reviewer calls themselves a snail called Bevney, and they wrote one of the nicest things about the show ever, likening it to a warm hug from their mum. Thanks, Bevney. If anyone thinks they can top that, I'd love to see you try. Thank you, as ever, to the wonderful Cindy McDonald for writing the questions. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. <laughs>